Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, if you think you have a book in you, but you just simply don't have time to write, you're going to want to watch this next segment. You're going to meet a very successful ghostwriter and publisher. That's just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, there's an old saying in the book world, the one day novel. I'm going to write a novel one day and that one day never comes. And one of the reasons for that is people put it off and they simply don't have the time or discipline to sit down and write the book. Well, a man who has a solution to that problem is in studio right now, Doug Crow. He is with Author Your Brand. Thanks for coming on the show. A pleasure. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Well, I want uh, people to know your heart and how you got into this. Did, did you just wake up one day and say, I'm going to become a publisher? No, I was actually a real estate investor in developer and I had a radio show about real estate. And during the big crash, I kind of lost everything. And during my little boohoo phase, I wrote a book about it. Wow. And the, the book was obviously successful. No, it was horrible. <laughs> it did so. It was so bad. I didn't even publish it. It was so ugly. So when I went back to some of my clients I had in the radio, like Laurel Langmeyer, Robert Kiyosaki, and they said, oh, we don't write. We're best-selling authors, not best-selling writers. Mm. And I learned a ghostwriting journalism process to pull that off. Okay, and then how did you go move from that to writing books for other people? Well, I enjoy storytelling. It's so refreshing to hear people's stories, to share their stories, and uh, it just invigorates me personally. And now we have a team of writers that help us out with that. Wow. Okay, so tell us the process. Somebody has a book in them, they call you up. Yes. And then do they you interview them or your team? Yeah, well, the first thing we do is we go backwards. We actually focus on their marketing and branding and positioning. What they want to accomplish with the book is equally important to the content itself. So once we understand their audience, what they want to pull off, we go into the process of interviewing them. And the reason that interview works is, be, and you'll know this, Jeff, is because a good journalist asks the questions that the reader wants to know. Whereas if you write it yourself, sometimes you miss things, you leave things out. And having a good journalist and capturing that story and that energy and that passion of a person it makes a book so much more interesting. Absolutely. We're going to go to his website, and as we scroll down the website, let's talk about the reason why somebody would want to uh, publish a book. It, it, it makes It's instant credibility, isn't it? It's, it's credibility, it's authority, and legacy is a big thing for a lot of our clients or CEOs and founders who have done some amazing things in their life. And now what? You know, it's like the uh, Apollo astronauts, you know, they became famous at 40, and right. now what do they do with their life? So creating that legacy and that brand authority of who you are or what you've done is very important. And I can only imagine there are people who write these books and, and give them to their kids and their grandkids, and they're like, I, Dad, I had no idea. Exactly, exactly. One of our clients is a uh, rocket scientist, attorney. He founded stamps.com. He had actually invented GPS. Wow. And not many people know who he is. So our job, we're working on this third book right now. But creating that legacy for his family was the beginning. 
And now he's actually working on getting his message out to even more people. What's it like to present the, your client with their book for the first time? I, I, can, I can tell you personally, when I got my first book, the good one, published, <laughs> when that box came to my front door, it was like having a baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as a guy can do it, right? I mean, sure. it's, it's really a, a very fulfilling experience to see your, your book in print, your story, your message. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit about AI, because yes. I, I know that uh, every business in America right now is starting to think, okay, what, what jobs can be replaced through this? Mm -hmm. uh, how is AI impacting the book writing slash publishing business? It doesn't impact us at all. In fact, it helps. A lot of people are using it, AI as a tool, just like you use Excel or a pen. The people who lean into AI too much, you have to be careful of that. Amazon's right now is asking if this is an AI-created book. And my opinion is I use AI to help us spin different titles and subtitles, maybe an outline. But when it comes to telling your story, sure. I mean, would, would Jeff like a robot to write his story? Can a robot feel your emotion, get your passion? Not really. Wow. You know? And sometimes when your clients reads the, read the book for the first time that mm -hmm. you wrote, um, they probably tear up, I'm imagining. <laughs> Depends what the story is, but yeah, we've had some pretty dramatic stories from people. We've got one book coming out about a guy who escaped the Taliban, wow. who was there at the airport with people falling off the plane. And he, every time I hear him tell the story, I get goosebumps. Yes. So there's some stuff like that. And there's also business people who have been through some trauma or challenges or been successful. They've got great stories to share. Sure. And Doug eats his own cooking because he's a prolific blogger. We're going to go to his blog page and start to scroll down the blog page. Uh, talk about your blog and the kinds of uh, subjects you tackle. <laughs> I like talking about not just the book process because the book itself, you know, there's an old statistic that 54% of books are never, that are purchased are never even opened. Mm. And half of those are never even read. So I'm more interested in the messaging, positioning, and those questions that we need to find out to make our lives better or our, our readers' lives better. Are you finding that uh, there's more demand for fiction or nonfiction these days? You know, fiction still outsells nonfiction, but it's incredibly hard to make money with a fiction book. Yes. Nonfiction, you don't have to sell that many to do well. If you're a consultant or you've got a company, your book can be a high-profile business card. It can be a positioning thing, a leave-behind, something a speaker gives out. It's a very useful tool for um, business people. How else do you help people with their brand? Well, we help them by getting them on stages and speaking. It's a big thing because people don't really want a book, strangely enough. They want what the book will do for them. So getting their message out through you know, written, video, auditory, and of course, live events are very important to our clients. That's awesome. And now, yeah. do you do you also coach them on uh, best practices as a speaker? or how, how do you, I can. Uh, I've done some media training, Jeff. You'll sure. appreciate that a little sure. bit because I had a little bit of experience with that. But yeah, they... If they have weak speaking skills, we give them to a professional speaker coach for sure. Got it. Well, um, tell me about one of your favorite client stories. I mean, as you look back, you've been doing oh, this for a while. So many. Um, we have a. Do I have to pick one? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my uh, my good friend Mohan Ananda, the man who founded Stamps.com, and he sent me his his outline for his book, his very first book, and I'm going through it. His resume was two pages long, single spaced. Wow. I mean, he's, he's, you know, played on the lawn of Indira Gandhi's place. He, you know, created GPS. He worked for NASA, JPL, a bunch of organizations with three sure. letters, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and um, just a wonderfully warm man. Um, and he's got a, he's 77 or so, and he's still going strong. He just did a SPAC, a, an acquisition for um, a quarter of a billion dollar company. And it's just a really, really 
interesting character. He's like Forrest Gump with yes. an Indian accent. I love to yeah. hear. I love to hear stories yeah. like that. Okay, so in the last couple minutes or so, yeah. um, the person watching this who says, "Man, I think I found my ghostwriter. I think I found my publisher." What's the process? The onboarding process look like? Process is pretty unique. Um, we're very picky about who we work with. Number one, it's going to mm-hmm. be CEOs, founders, people who've got something going on, have a story. But we're very rare in the fact that we don't just jump right into a contract. We'll actually create a cover, a sample table of contents, and a first eight, 10 pages of their book at no charge. Just so we can get a feel for how working together. If we want to work together, we'll have something to show them. Because otherwise, you're just waving your hand saying, I can do it, I can do it. Like, no, let me show you what we can do. Mm. And we do that, they either love it or they hate it. And so far, they all love it, of course. Outstanding. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad that uh, you came into the studio and shared your wisdom with the world. We're going to end with his website, which is DougCrow.com. The great Doug Crow. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks very much. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.